Anything for a good story, right? <laughs> Even if we get murdered, then when we get murdered, if we get murdered for you guys, at least we're going out with a bang here. Dad would be stoked. <laughs> it's like, be careful, guys. I don't know if this is a good idea. Anyway, let's get into it. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favorite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Hello there, guys. Hello. We are back for another episode. Strap yourself in for this one, folks. Yeah. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I am excited for this one. And I'm excited too. We've teased it a few times. Yeah. probably know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about the cult that we stumbled across. Yes. Just living our lives, just trying to be good humans out there day to day, doing, <laughs> our, doing our thing. And suddenly, we're in the midst of a cult and they're trying to lure us in. <laughs> they haven't even tried to recruit us. I don't know yet. what their problem is yet. I don't know. They're missing out on they some They say that followers. we're too intelligent. Yeah. Like, they'd never fall for this We're nonsense. too free-thinking, you know? Mm. But today we're going to be talking about the 12 tribes. This is a cult that we came across going to our daily – I mean, not our daily – our weekly market run on a Sunday mm. morning. Rain, hell, shine. Couldn't be a more wholesome, like, environment Mm. that we came across this cult. We've spoken about it in previous episodes as well as, like, all of our friends, but basically there's a stall there that has this bread that Chloe is obsessed with, and we go to them, like, every week. I actually haven't had it in a while. I know. We're actually, like, almost scared to go back now. We just, like, look at them from afar, and we're like, oh, my God, they're the cult people. I'm not scared to go approach them. I'm just, they're usually really busy and I'm often too hungover to wait in line. Yeah. I think That's deep true. down you're scared. Maybe, subconsciously. But yeah, so then it's the story where Chloe was then eating this green bars that they make. They're mm-hmm. like kind of like a protein bar kind of thing, like a slice. And in front of one of her friends and she was like, oh my God, did you get that from the markets? Mm. And then... She ended up telling her about her friend of a friend that got invited to go back to their cafe. No, went back to the farm. Oh, the farm. And then when, right. they, when he went there, he realized that it was a cult and he was like, this is itch. Yeah. So they have like um, two different communes in New South Wales. They have them all. Like, well, actually, should we, before we get into all of this stuff, should we talk about our weeks and everything? And, sure. And then we'll dive into the cult stuff. We're actually recording this the day before it goes live. Yeah. So I'm We've really been very unorganized. Lauren's going to be up all night. Oh God. I'm really setting myself up for all nighter here with editing this before it goes live tomorrow. Cause it actually takes a long time. I know it sounds like we're just like popping mm. out content and we go live but <laughs> we it's not like are. that yeah but it's um yeah it takes a while to edit and everything because we often stuff up stuff up <laughs> <laughs> we, we make many mistakes over here so many mistakes many mistakes but anyway how was your week Chloe? well so far it's been all right i've been swimming in my little submarine through this oh torrential my God. i know i feel so bad for the people in northern new south wales and in parts of queensland and everything that have been dealing with the floods and now it's like they've been warning us that's about to hit us mm. but it never really came yes it until... hit um southwest sydney didn't it yeah i think so they got it pretty bad i think actually part of southwest sydney got evacuated yeah and now our area is 
getting flooding, but it's still not as bad, obviously. To as- come here this morning, I had to go through three different sections of like severe flooding and the water was like coming up to my windows. I've got a little hatchback, so it's pretty close to the ground, but still, I was like, this is intense. But that was through DY and I could see on the side that it was like coming up from the ground. It's like the plumbing and the water systems. Oh, like coming up from the sewage and gutters and stuff. Yeah. It's so hectic. I know. When I sent, I found like a video that I saw on Instagram of it like flooding really badly in our area. Sent it to like a bunch of our friends and they were like, surely that's a pipe that's burst. Yeah. Like, I think it was actually Jade that said that. And, um, Jade was like the plumber boyfriend. Yeah. And Jade's, but that's what it looked like. It looked like that's all that could possibly mm. happen. Like it's like one of those, um, fire, what are they called? The fire hydrant or something yeah. that has exploded. That's how bad it is. It's, so it's just intense. gushing and gushing and gushing like all over the road. But yeah, yeah it's so it's pretty intense and I think it doesn't really look like it's going to be letting up any anytime soon so well it's meant to get worse again today and then by tomorrow afternoon they're saying that there's meant to be some sun coming yeah out. hopefully it eases up because it, we have been pretty lucky because unlike other parts of new south wales it has rained super hard started to flood and then it just randomly eases up just enough for things to kind of dry out and then it starts again so i don't know fingers crossed mm. we're all right fingers crossed we're actually saying that um we'll put something on our instagram where we can like show people where they can donate to the floods yeah to the, the floods and also there's a lot of really heavy shit going on in the world at the moment with everything going on in ukraine yeah. it's just like heartbreaking to see all that so if you want to donate any money we're going to put it on our yeah. entry to either of the floods or the war zones just like yeah. unicef and stuff like that so yeah there's only so much that we can do but it, we can just like help other people yeah there, exactly where to donate and everything but yeah scary scary times at the mm. moment so. in positive news though i saw something nice just to cheer everyone up with yeah. everything Thing that's like pain stabbing in the eyes going on in the world right pain now. Stabbing in the eye. Um, humpback whales no longer listed as an endangered species after a major recovery. Oh, wow. That's amazing news. Isn't that lovely? I actually didn't know that they were considered an endangered species. Well, the more you know. The more you know. All right. So... How was our weekend, Chloe? Our weekend was good. What did I do? Um, we went out night. for our cousin's birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I feel like my whole night was a bit of a blur, but it was such a fun night. Yeah. I feel like in the moment I was like purposely trying not to get that drunk because I was like, I want to remember all this. And in the moment I was like, I'm not that drunk. Or if I started feeling a little bit too drunk, I was like, I won't have another drink. But now looking back at it, I'm like, it felt like it went for like half an hour. I know. But I was there for like seven hours. It was so nice though. We started at our friend's place. She has this amazing apartment that looks down, has this like gorgeous view over the water and she so made like a beautiful um spread for us yeah as well. she has this thing i can't remember what it's called balcony bar i think mm. she found this guy that makes like you can attach this kind of like a little bar a little like, bench to your balcony and so it was really cool so we were like sitting with this like little charcuterie board is that how you yeah. say it yeah and like everything was just like such a nice vibe so we started like that with praise and all the girls came over and then we walked down met our friends out and it was just mm. like a fun vibe but yeah so what are we drinking today Chloe? we actually have a beautiful bottle of tanica yes. and they're actually locally owned too so I they're know. in the same area as us yeah yeah, and I've got to say, the bottle is incredible. It's got like a peachy color base and then it's got like bright pops of color, like purple, oh my God. orange. It's literally like we collaborated with them on the bottle. I know. It's, it's so beautiful. on brand for us. I absolutely love it. I think I want to keep that and like display it in my room. Oh, 100%. Like Put some like dry flowers. Yeah, on it's so gorgeous. So, so the packaging alone is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then like, we're just going to take you through the levels here because the smell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounded amazing. 
my God, it smells incredible. It just smells so good. I think Chloe said before, it smells like a candle that you would want to be burning in yeah. your room. Not a candle that smells like you can't eat it, like an edible, like amazing, you just want to like yeah. be engulfed in the smell. It's so good. So the flavor we've got is salted plum and ginger. And then on the back here it says... Succulent plum and a pinch of Murray River salt blended with wild strawberry gum from Western Australia, a hint of ginger and a touch of organic cane sugar. Enjoy sweet and neat with soda water or with Prosecco of ice. Pucker up to rosy pink perfection. We're actually having it with some Prosecco and soda water today, which is so good, but we made it. We wanted this to be like the heavy flavor over the Prosecco. Mm. So we put more of this in than the Prosecco, but it's so yummy. It's delicious. Definitely get around it, girls. And guys, I feel like everyone will be a fan. And also supporting, like, a local brand as well. Like mm. They've also got a really cute little line at the top. Tanica was created for the way we live and drink in Australia. A light botanical spirit that gives you the freedom to be in the now without missing out on the later. Refreshing, isn't it? Because it's a low alcohol. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's low alcohol. So it's basically saying you won't be too hungover for Most doing things the next it. day. Yeah. Or like we were just saying, when you get to that level of drunkness, it's just a little bit too drunk and the whole night goes like, like in a blur. Yeah. And you feel like you didn't, like we were saying, we were trying to. That's kind of like so on brand. We didn't even do that on purpose. But we were trying to like really enjoy the night and like remember the whole thing. But because we weren't drinking Tanika, we were drinking something else. <laughs> we just got that little bit past tipsy to mm. into drunk territory and just like, I don't know. The night literally seemed like it went for like, yeah, like you say, half an hour. Too quickly. But yeah, anyway, cheers to that. Cheers, cheers. to Tanika. Cheers. Oh, that was a good one. That's good. <laughs> We're going to be um, posting it on our stories and uh, do a little post for you guys later on today. So the day that this goes live, Wednesday, it will be up on our Instagram. You guys can check it out and have a little look and check them out. We'll tag them in our stories and everything. But yeah, get around it, guys. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So let's jump in to this crazy, crazy cult. <laughs> yes. And... First of all, we want to do like a little disclaimer here. We have been advised by our lawyer, a.k.a. dad, who has said that we should say that everything is alleged and everything is allegedly happening here. Even though we have straight facts from their website, but we just want to say allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. We don't want to get ourselves into any... Say that quicker three times. I don't think I'd be able to. (laughs) But yeah, we don't want to get ourselves into any like hectic lawsuits when we've finally just started. <laughs> but basically we need it's to bring this for billions. Legit, we so we're not gonna put the twelve tribes in the title of the episode or in the episode like description because just in case they're like doing some I don't know, research. Yeah. Cause they're actually in our last episode that we spoke about it, we were saying like, Oh, they're like this little cult that living like an Amish lifestyle, there probably won't be much like on the internet. But then mm. we since we've done the research into them, they're actually a huge cult over the world and they have their own website they have they've got podcasts. their own podcasts yeah. yeah their podcast they have all this literature and like videos youtube videos and stuff like that so we're like no we do have to be a little bit careful <laughs> but whatever anything for a good story right <laughs> <laughs> even if we, get murdered, worth it when we get murdered legit, if we get murdered for you guys at least we're going out with a bang here dad would be stoked <laughs> <laughs> it's like be careful guys i don't know if this is a good idea anyway let's get into it So the 12 tribes started in Tennessee in the seventies by a former high school teacher and carnival showman. I know. Recipe for disaster. (laughs) Elvett Eugene Spriggs. He also goes by Gene Spriggs. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. (laughs) Gene nasty. (laughs) 
All right. So, um, yeah, Carnival Showman. What the fuck? That so just that, creeps me isn't out. Isn't that just like biggest like cult leader vibe as well? I know. So like, yeah. So you can just imagine. The he would have been used to having in. like a whip in his hand. Too. Yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> All right. So he and his wife Marsha, like such. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Started a ministry for teenagers in the seventies called the Light Brigade. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so weird. So they spread around America first by setting up churches all around the states, and each church had its own cafe, and they were called the Yellow Delis. So they would have had to have a bit of money to start off, right? To set yeah. up all these cafes, I guess, because they, from- when they get followers, they everyone that joins the cult has to give up all of their oh, money and possessions. All their possessions. So yep, they're probably I giving it to that. the church, which mm. is super cult vibes and super like hectic church vibes. So, mm. I mean, yeah, that must be where the money came from to set up all yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but if you work in the cafes, you don't get paid. Oh, no yeah. one, yeah, no one that works in these cafes get paid. So if you're not paying employees or whatever, people are probably donating a lot of um, not only their time, but actually like donating food they have farms and stuff like that where mm. they get all the food from and everything. So, yeah, I guess they would be able to do it that way. But um, So they've got a few cafes now. The Yellow Deli one was the first because yeah. the Yellow Deli is what we've got in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. yeah, so they have yeah. them all over the world now, including Australia, and we'll get to the Australian stuff later mm-hmm. because that's where we come into it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually started it. Yeah, we started it, no. But funnily, how weird is this? One of the first churches and Yellow Deli cafes was set up in a town called Dalton in Ooh, Georgia. It's come full circle. We were meant to break this story <laughs> down. Anyway, we're going to single-handedly, well, single-handedly, single-handedly take them down. Yes, from the outside in. I was going to say from the inside. Or <laughs> well, maybe we can. We can do it from the inside. Yeah, we're going to. We should join this. Cult yeah, we should join this cult for the podcast. <laughs> FTP. Oh my god. Okay, so by the eighties, by the late eighties, early nineties, they had started um, spreading throughout the world as well, and that's when they entered into Australia. But before we get into that and all of the hectic recruiting and stuff that they do. Let's talk about some of their beliefs because it's pretty fucked up territory. It is. It is indeed. All right. So like we said, when you join the cult, when you join the 12 tribes, you have to give up all your money and all your possessions Mm. and live that down to earth vibe Amish life. I saw a few photos of the members of the cult and they definitely look like they've given up everything. There's not an ounce of like skincare on any of those people. Their skin and hair is all dry and frazzled, (laughs) and like all the men have beards. Yeah, they're all wearing like real pale coloured. Yeah, it's really like Amish vibes. It's kind of like hippie meets Amish. Mm. That's like the look that they're going for. The look. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so wives have to submit to their husbands. Mm. Love that. Love that for us. Um, As they should. Yeah. The the 12 tribes preach to live your life by the Old Testament. And they take the Bible very literally, which is always problematic. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah. They state on their website that they believe everything written in the Old and New Testaments. So, yeah. Basically. So they believe that, like, Noah's Ark and all that stuff yeah, actually they, happened. Yeah, I believe that actually happened. They, like, take it literally. And when Moses split the water. Yeah. How come they can't do that kind of stuff then? They haven't breached that... Moses level, yeah. Okay, they I will. That's the they will soon. Yeah. Also, like concerningly, they claim not to be racist, but in fact, they are extremely racist. They believe in slavery. Oh, 
Their founder said that submission to white people is the only way blacks can be saved. And that slavery is actually a great opportunity for black people. (laughs) What the fuck? That is so messed up. I know. And how can you claim to not be racist and then be like pro-slavery? Seriously. So insane. They also have a history of extreme child abuse and they advise their parents in the group to beat their children with rods. I saw a lot when I was like looking into it that it was like either just rods, like you'd break off a stick from a tree or whatever, but a lot of them were into resin dipped rods. So you'd have like a special beating stick. And apparently on the doorways of all of the rooms in the communes, like hanging from above the doorways, they have these rods. So they're just available at all times. Yes. I heard somewhere it was like most children get beaten 20 to 30 times. 20 to 30 times a day. That is hectic. Like... So they believe that beating your children is a God-given right as well. And it says it in the Bible. And actually, I got this directly from the website. Listen to this, guys. This is fucked. Okay. This is directly from the website. In these confusing times, when the moral foundations have all but been destroyed, when good is called evil and evil is called good, the age-old practice of spanking has come under suspicion. Despite this controversy, well-known personalities such as the Pope have recently defended child discipline. Our hearts go out to those who live in these very confusing times. In most cultures, parents have historically been regarded as having the duty of disciplining their children and the right to spank them when appropriate. However, attitudes in many countries changed in the 50s and 60s following the publication of paediatrician Dr. Benjamin Spock's book, which advised parents to take a more psychological approach. Previously, conventional wisdom in child rearing focused on building character through discipline. And this part's fucked. The wisdom of the rod. For those who have set their heart to follow the wisdom of God in raising their children, there has never been any other practice than to use the rod for discipline. The word of God never teaches or condones striking another human being, including a child, with one's hand. Every sensible person knows that it is unwise to hit even an animal with one's hand. It is confusing even to an animal when someone tries to express warmth or affection with the same hand he just used to apply discipline. Proper discipline helps a child to take responsibility for his transgressions. You can see the wisdom of God in prescribing a reed-like rod for discipline, since both parents can use it equally well. It does not require physical strength to deliver its sting. A thin reed-like rod merely causes pain to the layer of skin closest to the surface of their little bottom. (laughs) Delivering a message right to the child's heart. This is so fucked up. The memory of loving correction stays with the child into his adult life as he experiences the benefit of the good character that was formed in him. It is vitally important to us that our children would grow up with a clear understanding and respect for authority and the consequences of their actions. That is so intense. That's so intense. And it's even like there's more, there's worse stuff on there, but this is like straight from the website, the first like few paragraphs as well. And I'm just like, oh my God. You think that that's okay? I know. Putting it in writing as well. Yeah, because I read that they say that they're not taught to beat their children. They're actually taught to encourage their children before it leads to beating them. But that rarely happens. And the encouragement phase is just completely skipped altogether. Yeah, they probably put that in there as like a disclaimer thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then a former female member mentioned that one of her first memories was being beaten so badly with a two by four. So that's not even the rod anymore. That's like a plank of wood that she went home black and blue from her neck to her kneecaps. She was four years old. That is 
bloody hectic. What the hell? And then she said that she couldn't get herself to raise her kids there. Um, with the way that they wanted her to. That's why she left because of her children. And she'd probably still be there if she didn't have children. Yeah. Oh, that's really like, um, I'll talk about later, but an elder, he was one of the ones that set it up in Australia and mm. he changed his mind after he actually had his own children. But they, um, one of the things that they get beaten for, it like talks about like why you beat children and, and they believe that children should be disciplined for playing pretend, like playing games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. for example, having like a tea party or something. Yeah. And they believe that playing pretend is the world of the devil and they have like really strict rules around it. And apparently you have to start beating your children at six months old. That's so fucked up. Six months, like a little baby. Yeah. So on the current affair report that I watched, a former member was talking about like the child abuse and stuff. He, he took his whole family out, but his wife stayed. Mm. And he said he was the one that told them that you're meant to beat your children at six months. And they were, like, asking, like, what would call for a six-month-old to be beaten? And he said, for example, if a child wriggles while you're changing their nappy, you have to spank them so they know what they're doing is wrong. That is so messed up. It makes me feel sick. So I'm just hectic. picturing little, like, Ollie or Flo oh, getting no. beaten at that age. So hectic. They have, um a, like, a literature or whatever. I think it's, like, a book and they also have, like, a video. It's called When the Spanking Stopped All Hell Broke Loose. And I've got an excerpt here, which is just, like... I can't even believe this is real. This is an actual book that you can buy. When the spanking stopped, all hell broke loose. Look at the mums and pops who allowed their children to wear the clothes the way they do. Only a worthless person wears his pants down low. By the way, this was in 2005, written, so you can imagine, 2000s energy. Only a worthless person wears his pants down low, showing his underwear, or wears his pants so they buckle up over his shoes and drag on the floor. We used to say, show sock, but now it's show underwear. When the spanking stopped, kids grew up and now look at their children. Nothing but a bunch of bastards, according to the Bible. But who believes it anyway? Certainly not those who had those unwanted little bastards in the first place. This is oh written. Oh my God. Proverbs thirteen twenty four is pretty clear. And so is something else. <laughs> I don't know the Bible very well, guys. Um, what about parents who raise their mistakes to be bastards? It would have been better if they were aborted than to live and grow up and go to hell. This is becoming a bastard nation. Oh my God. This is written in a book. This is so messed up. And also this was in, would you say 2005? 2005. This this was in like 1930. Exactly. That's what's like. But these people are living like it's in the 1930s, like full old school vibes. It's so far. Which is good for our case because they probably will never hear this. Yeah. Come hunt us down. Yeah. Fingers crossed, right? So I've got some snippets from a Daily Beast article on child abuse and slavery with the 12 tribes. Yeah, so like I said before, the member that's speaking, he was beaten 20 to 30 times a day. And he said he grew numb to it. It didn't bother him that much, but what he cared about most was when my infant sister was beaten and there was nothing I could do about it. To hear her screams and be powerless. And that even if you tried to stop, you couldn't. It's a crushing thing to go through. It broke my spirit. I still remember her screams to this day. Oh, my God. So his infant sister. Infant. She was a baby. So bad. And then there was like a post on their, um, they ran a few Facebook pages. Oh, yeah. And the actual 12 tribes. Yeah. 12 tribes. Yeah. yeah. And he tried to take them down via one of their Facebook pages. Mm. And when he came across them, he noticed all these like messed up posts on it. And one of them from the Blue Blinds Bakery, which is a bakery run by the 12 tribes. In America. In America. Yeah. So this guy was American. Mm. And it starts, as promised, let's talk about the blacks. 
One of the most frequent questions we get is, are you racist? The answer is no, but we do believe that slavery is necessary. There's a difference. There's actually not a difference. Oh you believe that slavery God. is necessary, that's racist. What the hell? Unless you believe that slavery of all people, yeah. like if people just needed slaves, even yeah. then that's just so messed up. I just don't understand how uneducated are these people to believe that that's not racist. So messed up. But then a person from the bakery, when called and asked if they advocate for slavery, he said, we completely disavow all of the stuff on that Facebook page 100% without any exception. If you want to know what we believe, we actually have a website. But then if you head to their website, it appears what they say they do actually believe isn't too far off. And it also mentions the Yellow Deli Cafe, which we, which is in the Blue Mountains, which yeah. you said earlier. So it's like all connected. I know, it's just crazy. Yeah, so basically they're into child abuse and racism and sexism because the wives have to submit to their husbands. Yeah. Um, There's a really interesting part here from this um, ex-member that was trying to like take them down. Yeah. It said the group went from being this hippie thing that was kind of cool to turning into this cultist, religious, fucked up kind of thing. It's like the frog stew analogy. You throw a frog in cold water and he doesn't realize it's getting hot until he's boiled to death. Oh my God. Crazy. That's hectic. I like that analogy. I right? like it too. Jesus. I guess it's true because I feel like that's like the whole theme that I'm seeing a lot and I'll talk about later when I go through like the recruiting process and everything, but it's like they're just targeting like vulnerable people. Mm. So these people go into it and they're like, oh, finally I belong somewhere. And they probably don't realize how hectic it is until they're way too far gone. Yeah, 100%. And like, That's definitely a recurring out. thing yeah. that I've read. Um, according to the former members of the 12 tribes, Spriggs, the group's leader, has allegedly preached that black people are destined for slavery and that homosexuals should be put to death. The half a dozen former members who spoke to the Daily Beast also alleged a culture of systematic child abuse, subjugation of women, and psychological torment, which we've already covered a bit. There was a German documentary which uncovered video of children in a local branch being beaten so terribly that the government led a raid and took the children away. I heard about this. And then one of the former members who appears in the film recounts being regularly beaten for such trivial offences as pretending to be an aeroplane when he was a kid. Oh, no. It's like that playing pretend thing. Yeah. It says, um, according to the group's teachings, children are not permitted to engage in any type of playing or fantasy. It's so crazy. I even read that they're not allowed to have, like, um, just, for example, songs or books that have anything that is kind of, like, fantastical. What's that word? Anything that's, like, not reality. So, Mm. for example, books about, like, a talking dog or a talking cat Oh or like yeah flowers with smiling faces or something oh, like that it's like wow. prohibited so crazy so hectic um, in 1984, authorities in Vermont undertook a similar raid, liberating over 100 children from the 12 tribes compound, according to the New York Times. A judge determined that the raid was unconstitutional and the children were returned. Oh my Interestingly. God. The public defender at the time joined the group soon after. Oh, my God. I heard about this. How How hectic hectic is that? that? So she was the public defender and then she joined the cult after. Yeah. After this case somehow was like, I just don't understand. That is so hectic. It's so hectic. And then how was that not investigated and like the case brought back up? Like, I don't understand. That's just like so corrupt. Maybe they're getting like paid off. Yeah. So insane. Um, Yeah. It says that both current and some former 12 tribes members have repeatedly insisted in the press that they do not abuse their children. They say, we believe in corporal punishment 
and we stand by that. But we do not believe in child abuse by any means. We believe that a lot of the problems that you see in the world today probably could have been avoided if children understand cause and effect and understood consequences. Oh my God, there's a difference between understanding consequences and even Beating like, the hell out of them. Honestly, like I think we've spoken about this. You, me and Jade were having this conversation recently and we're like talking about, do you believe in spanking children yeah. or whatever? And I, we were spanked as kids, mm. not hectically. Well, sometimes mum, <laughs> European in her came out. <laughs> Um, no, I honestly don't know what my opinion is on terms of like a little smack on the bottom or a little yeah. smack on the hand or something like that. Yeah. Some people are dead against it. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind, but there's a difference between that and straight up beating your kid with a rod 20 to 30 times a day. hundred percent. So and then it says, it says bleeding. in this article, it says discipline is vital. If you don't, this is what they believed. Discipline is vital. If you don't discipline your child, according to the scriptures, you are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. When we see a child receive what we consider mistreatment from parents, we must remember that God is in control and has chosen to place the sole life of that child under those parents. Yeah, it's just so crazy. So then if you're kind of a vulnerable or like a easily led person and you're being told that if you don't beat the crap out of your child, mm. they're not going to make it into heaven and neither of you and you're not going to end up together after in the afterlife or whatever. Seriously. It's like uh, you can kind of feel for these people that are just like completely brainwashed into 100%. child abuse and it's just – Oh my God. Like, they also, on the communes as well, I read that any adult could beat any child. So it didn't even have to be the parents. Yeah, because they probably believe they're like a full family. They're yeah. All really like so you could just, like, children were getting beaten by, to them, strangers at the time. Yeah. And it sucks for the children as well who are either, like, born into the cult or they're being, like, brought in at such a young age. They don't have any control over yeah. it. Yeah. It's like their parents' choice, but it's not their choice. Yeah. Their teachings on black people, that they're supposed to be slaves, about how God cursed black people back in the day. It's crazy. Unless a black person is in the community, they need to serve white people. It's so racist, it will blow your mind, one of the four members said. Do they not realize that Jesus... Would have been black. Yeah, he was a person of color. He was from the Middle East. He was Middle East and he was not white. That just goes to show that there's actually like no education behind any of this. Yeah, they just believe what they want to believe. Yeah. It's just um, so crazy. There's copies of sermons given by Spriggs in 91 and 98, and they lay out the group's attitude on race. It says, Martin Luther King and others have been inspired by the evil one to have forced equality. What? Slavery is the only way for some people to be useful in society. They wouldn't do anything productive without being forced to. They would be worthless fellows. Oh, that actually makes me feel violently ill. Oh my ill, god, same. I, I actually got that salivary feeling yeah. in my throat. What the fuck? Saying that Martin Luther King is evil. Mm. And then it goes on to say, what a marvellous opportunity that blacks would be brought over here to be slaves so that they could be worthy of the nations. Yes. A I good could... master would work with the sweat of his brow. If his slaves were lazy and disrespectful, he would beat them, which is what he was supposed to do. Oh my god. So messed up. But it also says that the group does have black members, although the ex-members mentioned previously explain this contradiction by noting that minorities who give themselves over to the 12 tribes are viewed differently than those who do not. Oh, my God. They've finally seen the light. Seriously. It's the only way they can be saved. So messed up. They also say that women are meant to subjugate themselves to men, which we already spoke about. They're rarely allowed to talk, women. Oh, my God. And... And then there was a woman interviewed and she said that when she was 14 years old, a boy her age kissed her innocently. From that point on, they were separated on opposite sides of the country and not allowed to communicate, but were still sentenced to be married when they turned 18. Oh my 
Then they tried to escape when they were married and then she escaped and she was gone for three months, but she claimed that the group guilted her into coming back by saying that her husband would burn in hell for eternity if she didn't. Three months into their marriage, they were also reprimanded for not yet having any children. Previous reports on the group outlined persistent pressure for young women to give birth to many children. Yeah, I heard that every single marriage was an arranged marriage as well. Yuck. That's so messed up. So every marriage that happens within the cult is arranged. It's not like you just fall in love with somebody. That's so Interestingly, when we were like looking into this and we found out like how they recruited people, mm. a lot of the time they recruit them through their cafes. And another major way that they, they recruit people is through their local markets and stalls, oh. which is... Why haven't we been approached yet, Lauren? I know, it's kind of offensive. Maybe it's because we're always there with dad and dad's very six intimidating. Eight. <laughs> six, eight and like massive, so... They don't want to mess with us. Um, Yeah, but another way that they recruited people was through concerts, especially the Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan concerts. And they started recruiting people at the Grateful Dead concerts in America in the mid-80s. And they traveled to concerts in a bus called the Peacemaker. Oh my God. And they depicted it as like an emergency medical bus. Where they would have loved that. I know, where they would offer help if people lost their friends or were having bad trips or whatever. But it was actually a means of recruitment. Hmm. So they have photos of the bus on the website and it's like a two-tone chocolate brown and cream hippie looking tour bus. Imagine it's just like the bus out of Almost Famous. I was just about to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. But it's even like more, it's like completely decked out and like all fresh, like it's got like, it's all timber interiors and mm. it's crazy. Anyway, so the 12 tribes would help the people at the concerts and then invite them to come back to the community by saying, to the communes, by saying that if they love the Grateful Dead, they should come hang out. It's a huge bunch of people that love the Grateful Dead or like call themselves deadheads. There's heaps of deadheads back at the commune and blah, blah, blah. People that have like um, things in common with them mm. and love music. So they would recruit the people. And I feel like especially when you're meeting people at like concerts exactly. like that, especially in those days, yeah. you'd be like, oh my God. Exactly. Peace and love, love baby. Love, yeah. Yeah. And they'd be, they looked like hippies they would Mm. have like the full hippie peace and love vibes anyway so then they'd like invite them back to the communes and a lot of them never left so they'd come back to visit and then they just stayed in the all murdered yeah they were all murdered so they were basically preying on inebriated young people who were tripping balls Mm. and had no idea what was going on half the time and they were just saying like yeah come back like it's so that is just like it's so fucked up preying on like the most vulnerable people Mm. Um, and in an exact excerpt from their website, and they talk about the bus, our two peacemaker buses are well known all over the United States as a place of refuge and first aid care. Painted on the back of the buses is a welcome message. We know the way will bring you home. Oh. We say bring, not take, because you take somebody home to their house, but you bring somebody home to your house. This is creepy. We have a home that you can come and visit or stay forever. And quite a few of our disciples now living in our communities first met us on the Peacemaker bus. We still bring our buses to many events, hoping to help others and find more people who desire to bring peace to this dying world. My God. So hectic. I don't know. It just seems like even more sinister, the fact that they're like, got this like peace and love. Yeah. That is really like connected to a cult and brings people into the cult. Well, wasn't that really similar to the um, Charles Manson? Because he had like that real like hippie. Yeah, and he would always pitch up like. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Oh my god, can we do an episode on Charles Manson? Yeah, and like the Manson murders and everything. That'd be interesting. Yeah, All right, do that. Coming soon, guys. <laughs> anyway, 
Another, um, they were like another really big, um, connection to like music and concerts is with Bob Dylan. They would take the, um, like way more recently in like the nineties and two thousands, they would take the Peacemaker bus to Bob Dylan concerts and hand out their 15 page flip book called (laughs) Dylan. What are you thinking? And this book is currently available on their website. I like oh read God. some of it. Yeah. Um, in the book, they, t- they take Dylan lyrics and correlate them to the 12 tribes beliefs and Bible passages. They call Dylan a prophet, basically to recruit Dylan fans. Oh my God. Um, they would attend Dylan concerts and try and lure in Dylan fans, convincing them that Dylan was really singing about their beliefs like the end of the world and the second coming and all of oh that, God. which as you can imagine was easy to do when there's a whole bunch of people high as a client. Yeah. Like, and especially if you're like a diehard Bob Dylan fan, you're yeah. thinking, Oh, whoa, was that actually what he's exactly. into? And then you're on drugs as well. Yeah. So having someone tell you that and you're like, Oh, whoa, I see it now. I see yeah. the truth. From the New Yorker article I read, it says the Amish style hippie group of about 20 people, men wearing beards, headbands and ponytails and plainly dressed women in ankle length prairie frocks are members of the 12 tribes, a quasi Christian sect. Critics contend that the 12 tribes is a cult that actively recruits at concert venues by preying on the heavily inebriated and highly vulnerable, basically stone kids. Dylan concerts appear to be the group's latest hunting grounds. So creepy. Do you want me to read you a little bit from the start of the book? Yes. (laughs) I'm very excited. Okay. So the book starts with, to Bob Dylan. You must be the... To Bob Dylan. I can't believe that all of this stuff is legit. Like this isn't even like, this is on their website. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's not like it's like word of mouth. Yeah. Not even like through the grapevine. Like a few things have been... Exactly. Mistaken. It's crazy. It's like in black and white on their website. (laughs) Okay. To Bob Dylan, you must be the hardest person to speak to. You, the visionary for a lost and troubled nation. Your life has been documented by an untrustworthy media, projecting you to be a leader ahead of your time, mysterious, overconfident, prophetic, and misunderstood. You have experienced everything imaginable, have considered and tried what we've all gone through and more. Your life stretched from the beginning of everything in the village through the folk scene, radical 60s, the peace movement, rock and roll, self-searching 70s, your own personal problems and struggles, the apathetic 80s, Christianity, Judaism, and self-trust and confidence. The burden of the list goes on and on. (laughs) To Bob Dylan. You have said the most outrageous and provocative things about generation. You have shook us all with your insight into dealing with truth, knowledge, error, love, guilt, human vulnerability, suspicion, redemption, direction, and the search for peace. It is obvious you see how things were, how they are, and how they should be. You know the problems and often allude to the answers, but the answers have never been clear. The search continues, you leading some, we the hunters, but where is the catch? A long, long time ago, you said, I heard the sound of a thunder. It roared out a warning. Heard the roar of a wave that could drown the whole world. Heard 100 drummers whose hands were a-blailing. Heard 10,000 whispering and nobody listening. Heard one person starve. I heard many people were laughing. And it's a hard 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 rains are gonna fall. To us it spoke of revolution. We sincerely it was time. But we never, but it never really happened. But still we didn't let hope die. The hope of a world where tyranny is dealt with forever. 
so oh fucking really creepy. God. I wonder what Bob Dylan thinks about him being like so heavily associated with this cult as well. Like, would he 100% know? Oh. Might not know because I read that there's only like up to 4,000 members or something yeah. in the world. I don't know. So hectic. But they're like taking his lyrics reading them word for word and then just taking and then they're like throughout this little booklet thing that they have you can find it on their website if you're interested they take his lyrics and then they talk about what he's really trying to say here and it's really to do with the bible and the 12 tribes but it's just hectic now should we talk about australia and how it made its way into australia the land done under i think we absolutely should all right i saw an a current affair report mm-hmm where a family left the cult and the mother stayed and they had the um, father of the family and one of the daughters, the eldest daughter, Tessa, and she was like so devastated. She was like crying and everything um, about like how sad she was that her mother chose to stay. She's tried to meet up with her like a few times, but her mom like totally stands her up every single time because yeah, and the cult. So this is in Australia? This is in Australia. Mm. This is the one in the Blue Mountains. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they came from the cult. Tessa still remembers what it was like living in the cult. She'd probably be, I don't know, she looked like she was in her 20s now. But she started going to work, being forced to work at five years old. Like, what? That is so messed up. I know. Children are forced to work from a ridiculously young age. And an undercover news show in the States did an expose on the 12 tribes, sending children as young as five and six to work in production lines in factories. All the work is unpaid as well, and they're beating, beaten for not mm. complying, like going again, like not doing a good job. So then um, Tessa was like working in um, this like candle shop. She had to like make candles as a five year old, like what the fuck? by herself. She was like, I was in there like by myself. There's no one like looking after me. Oh my me. god, five years old. I know. Um, candle making as well. I feel like could be quite dangerous. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, so Australian communities are relatively young compared to in America. They started in the 90s. Mm. And in Australia, the 12 tribes have two properties in New South Wales. I'm not sure if they have other places around Australia, but definitely in New South Wales, Mm. there's two properties. One in Katoomba in the Blue Mountains and one just outside Picton. So they operate two popular bakeries. There's the Yellow Deli in Katoomba and the Common Ground Bakery in Picton. And the store that we go and see at the markets has like at the front of their store, they've got um, signage for the Common Ground Bakery Mm. in Picton. So that's how we like made sure that they were definitely connected as well by looking that up. But yeah, crazy. The people that work at the cafes do not get paid. And therefore, because no one is getting paid, they're not technically employees. And due to their affiliation with the church, they don't have to pay taxes. Which is like classic cult vibes. Ah, (laughs) classic cult, classic church. Exactly. They use the cafes to recruit people to their gatherings. So they sent an a current affair reporter to one of the cafes and within minutes he was approached with flyers and was invited to their gatherings like on a mm. Friday night. Kind of like, I got the vibe that was kind of like youth group vibes, but like for right, every okay. age. Yeah. yeah. I'm picturing like a uh, bonfire and they're like mm. beating on the chair. Yeah, legit. Like, oh, legit. love everyone. So um, anyway, apparently this reporter went to the gatherings and he said like, um, just to like check it out, obviously. And he said, basically he was there. There was like heaps of singing, dancing, that type of thing. And then not long into him being there, they were already trying to set him up like for the next time that he was going to come and visit. So Mm. I guess that's how they like bring people in. So basically a current affair had tried to, there was like in this report that I was watching, they took one of like the former members, um, this woman who had basically lost all, I think her children. um, She had a stillborn in the, um, 
in the commune because mm. they wouldn't let her go to hospital. She has she took her, I think, a couple of her children out, but one, her eldest daughter decided to stay mm. and she tried to visit her so many times and they never let her see her. So then she went there with the current affair people. And so it's like all on camera. And the, this guy comes out and he's like feverishly like on his phone trying to do something. And they're like, was she able to see her daughter, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I, you don't need the cameras though, blah, blah. Anyway, and then so it looks like they're fully going to let her see and then she comes back later and she's like, they told me that I'm trespassing and I have to leave the property and blah, blah, blah. So they didn't even let her see her daughter, even after they got rid of the cameras. Mm. They took the cameras off the property and stuff. So, yeah, really hectic. She reckons that she was completely brainwashed when she was in there as well Mm. and now that she reckons her daughter is um, brainwashed. But basically, a current affair, um, we're talking about how they tried to get in touch with people like that are currently in the cult and no one will talk to them. Like none of the elders, none of like the leaders will talk to them. They keep saying, oh yeah, we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you. And they never do. Like, oh, yeah. So hectic. I actually read a lot about that as well. Yeah. Even in America, they're doing that. Yeah. So insane. And then- So like, they must know on some level that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Or just like, people don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> a former elder came forward after that first. So there was an current affair um, news report, and then they did another one because a former elder, he was one of the guys that actually came to Australia and set it up in the nineties. Mm. He came forward to talk about it. Like he's no longer in the cult, obviously. And he said that he reckons they asked him, like, "Do you think you're brainwashed?" He says that he doesn't think he was brainwashed. But he was very much, when he was younger, searching for an identity and found it in a massive right. way through the 12 tribes. Right, yeah. And I feel like, like we've said, this is a huge theme. And I'm sure with most cults, like young, impressionable people mm. who are lost and looking for somewhere to belong, they're targeted and lured in with like the promise of, I don't know, belonging to a community or um, giving their life some meaning or purpose yeah. and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. So he reckons he wasn't brainwashed. He was just really like looking for that mm. and he found it in this. Um, when they asked him about the child abuse, he actually compared the child beating to dog training. And he said that it's like really primal and stuff. And he was like, you could tell he was, he still wasn't fully against it, but he had like seen the light, I think a little bit. And he was saying that like, he was actually a huge fan of the child discipline that the 12 tribe stars before he had children himself. Right. And then after he had children, he was talking about like, when you're looking at your own little baby on the bed and you're being told to like beat them, it doesn't feel right anymore. Mm. And so he ended up leaving, um, taking his family out of there. And he said it was also like there was the child beating and also like the lack of proper medical care that Mm. he changed his mind about once he had kids. He said that the elders would decide whether you could go to hospital and it would have to be an absolute emergency before you could go. Yes, that's what I read. Yeah, he recalled a time where a young woman was close to death when the elders finally let her go to hospital and she nearly didn't make it. Oh my God, that's so hectic. Yeah, because I have that they don't allow any of the members to go to the doctors ever unless there's some sort of catastrophic injury. Yeah, they're like about to die. Mm. And one of the members died of cancer once he left and they said that he had it for 14 years and he could have survived if they found it earlier, but they refused any medical attention in the communes. They also cited multiple instances of stillbirth with women allegedly being refused any medical treatment during labor. Yes, I heard this happens in Australia as well. Yeah. Um, Stillbirths are so common that the cult's private burial ground in Vermont includes several unmarked graves of dead children. That is so far. How hectic is that? So then they actually started a search in Australia. on the two properties in Australia. Because they were having so many stillborns. Because they were having so many stillborns. But then, so the article that I read, it was in 2020. And they were saying, um, we haven't heard anything yet. They're searching. They're going to dig, dig up, up every, the farms, yeah. Yeah, every inch of the place. 
And then there's no articles later than that saying if they found anything. Yeah, so, so they're probably like, where, yeah. where are the dead babies? The dead bodies? babies, yeah. Because so, there was where like, are <laughs> where are the, the dead, dead babies? babies? Show us them. We should go in with our shovels. <laughs> That's a bit morbid. Sorry, guys. But it's so fucked up, though. So, yeah, so all these babies are just dying and they're like... Vanishing. Yeah, vanishing. There's no graves. There's no... They're not reporting it. They're not yeah. reporting the death. So, But it's only like through ex-members that are saying, I had a stillborn, I had a stillborn, like... Because they don't let them go to hospital. Yeah. One of the women that I was, um, I, I saw an article about, she was saying that she was like in severe pain and could feel that something was wrong and was oh begging them to let her go to hospital and they wouldn't let her go. And she ended up, she had to have a stillborn, which is just like so that heartbreaking. so messed up. And their whole like reasoning, they believe that like people that get sick, it's because of sins and they need to repent their sins rather than receive modern medical attention. So they have to pray when anyone's sick, like probably like the guy that had cancer and everything, they wouldn't let mm. him go to the hospital. They make you like pray to God for, and like forget. And they would say, I don't like, actually know if they knew that he had cancer. They found when he left that he had had it for 14 years. Yeah, I don't but know. His sickness. Like, yeah. They wouldn't have known. Yeah. Cause there would be no, they would have done no testing to be able to find out that he had cancer. Exactly. Which is just so good. They use, um, instead of using modern medicine though, they're really into using herbs and teas instead of medicine. Which like sounds a dad. lot like dad. <laughs> Our dad's really into that too. I think there's definitely a place for um, traditional medicine and Eastern Chinese medicine and stuff mm. like that, herbs and everything. But not if you're like about to have a baby or whatever. Yeah, seriously. And something's going wrong. So another little interesting thing that I found <laughs> searching the internet, the interwebs. I found this girl on YouTube. She's like a French YouTuber. And she was traveling all around Australia using HelpX, which I haven't heard of before, but basically it's like an app where you can work or help out on like, say, a farm or somebody's home mm. to get food and board instead of paying for accommodation. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, apparently a lot of travelers do it, but anyone could do it. Yeah. So her and her friend were both traveling. She was traveling around Australia and her friend was traveling around New Zealand and mm. they met up in Sydney. And using Help X, they ended up connected to the Yellow Deli Cafe mm. in the Blue Mountains. So she was talking about that and she said that the cafe was so cute and the people were really friendly and welcoming. And she was like, oh my God, this is like so great. It's so mm. nice. She did say though that she was like, she got a bit of a weird vibe because everyone there was dressed really weirdly she's like they'll dress really old school kind of like amish medieval mm. vibes and she thought at first she didn't realize that that was like their actual clothes she thought it was like maybe part of their like working uniform, uniform yeah to kind of give the because the the um cafe has like a bit of like a i don't know old school vibe so she thought maybe it was like for the ambience yeah. of the restaurant anyway so then um they got there late they didn't have time to actually work. They were just shown like what they're going to be doing mm. in the cafe and everything. And then they were taken back to the commune to stay the night. Mm. And she said that it was the next morning that things got really weird. So at first she was thinking everyone was really nice and blah, blah, blah. And then the first morning they were woken up. <laughs> this is just so weird. They were woken up at 6 a.m. by a girl walking the halls and stopping outside each room singing in order to wake everyone up. so scary. I know. That just makes me feel so She said it was like super creepy. Yeah, how eerie. She's like singing this like really weird, creepy song. And that's how everyone wakes up at 6 a.m. And she said then they were taken to like the main house. Mm. And she said she didn't realize at first, but everyone in this community all live in the main house together. Mm. So she was like, I've got nothing against like a share house, but this was a bit of a weird vibe yeah. like all these families. Anyway, so then they were taken back to the um, main house at 6 a.m. And when they got there, 
everyone was dancing in a circle, holding hands and singing these like weird old school songs. And the women were wearing these like creepy veils and like rolling their heads around and stuff when they were singing. She was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then they started to pray after they'd done their like singing, dancing ritual thing. Mm. And she said, she saw her and her friend were feeling really uncomfortable. She's like, I've got like, everyone can have their own beliefs and everything, but they weren't very religious. And they Mm. were like, they found it quite confronting. And then um, apparently they were like, all the people there insisted that they came to their meetings. So they had meetings like every night or whatever, Mm. like kind of like a Bible study, I guess. And they insisted that while they stayed there, they had to join them for that. And they were like, okay, like it was just getting like really intense. And there was this story that she told about, she was staying in a room and the bathrooms were quite close to where her bedroom was, Mm. like across the hall. And she had a shower and then she walked across the hall to her room in just a towel. And she saw this man that was also working there. Like he kind of like looked at her and he gave her a funny look, but he didn't say anything. Mm. And she said then like the next day, this woman came up to her and like started talking about how she needed to cover herself up and couldn't walk around naked and blah, blah, blah and all this type of stuff. And she was like, so he'd obviously gone and like yeah. reported back about oh it. But then he obviously couldn't like, because it's like some weird male, female thing. He couldn't mm. say anything to her. Anyway, so we... And then they weren't, they were working in the cafe and they weren't allowed to wear tank tops or anything that showed any skin. They had to be fully covered up from head to toe as well while they're working in the cafe. Did the men like, have to as well or just the women? No, just the women. Well, oh, I yeah. don't know what the men had to wear. But um, yeah, she just said her and her friend were getting like the biggest creepy vibes and they're like, they were meant to stay there for five nights. And like after one night, they were like, we need to get out of here. But it was like really hard. That is so scary. When was that? This was recently. I'll look up exactly when it was actually. So this was two years ago. So it was really recently. Two years ago. Yeah. Oh, that creeps me out. Lauren, I almost think that we, we should, should do that. I know. Should we go? Oh, God, for the pod. But I reckon we if we went. the cult for two years? If we went, we'd have to change our names. Yeah. Not change our names, just go and introduce <laughs> We'd have to legally change our names. <laughs> Dye our hair. Yeah. But we could just introduce ourselves like, I'm Elizabeth Raymond. Raymond. Oh, Elizabeth Raymond. Elizabeth Raymond. I've never heard a name that suits you more. <laughs> Not more than my own name. Less. Does not suit you at all. All right. Um, yeah, so this was two years ago. And, um, just to wrap it up, she also said that there was another girl who had used Help X. Actually, there was a lot. Even the fact that they're using Help X. Yes. Like that a cult is going onto this website That's where they the know thing. that they can get people for she free. They realized because there were so many people there that had, that had used Help X that were now staying at the cult or working at the cafe. So they realized that, that they were use, using it as a way to recruit people. That's so And they up. said there was... Coming up with the time. I know. There was another girl. See? They're probably going to be listening to this podcast, guys. <laughs> Pray for us. No. So another girl who had um, used HelpX as well, she was apparently meant to stay there for three days. And this was two months later. And she had no intention of leaving. Oh, my God. So, so they were like... She brainwashed as oh, well. Oh, Yeah. So that when they met that girl and spoke to... That was when they were like see ya and got mm. out of it because they were like we're not getting stuck into this actual cult this is so hectic yeah how hectic is that Far out. so crazy i do want to say i did read a little part about um what the people there are actually like a former member said that there are a lot of good people there but they just don't understand like everything that's going on they're so brainwashed they find themselves defending stuff that doesn't even make sense it also says because they've been told yeah, exactly. It also said that another former member belonged to the group for 14 years. He came to the community, like many others, through the Grateful Dead scene, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. And after a period of bereavement and loss in his life, so he was in a bit of a bad place, he probably Classic, needed, like... Yeah, yeah. Needed somewhere to turn to, yeah. Yeah. And I then, remember even after... 
even after mum died, I literally considered moving to like Africa or Asia somewhere and joining yeah. a mission. Like I literally was thinking, I was like, I'll probably do that. Yeah. Right? I went down the complete other route and I was like, I'm probably going to get addicted to heroin. <laughs> like, pretty shitty. I but wish that, I could stop it. It's such a, it's such a like important point. People yeah. People that have gone through something like life changing like that or loss or something, something intense are really vulnerable yeah. to this type of stuff. Like it's that's so just crazy. Up. But yeah, he also said that while the recruiters, the 12 tribe recruiters do prey on people in his position, he said that it was clear that it was his choice to join. And then he went on to say, it doesn't need to be sensationalized. It's just screwed all on its own. But I also want a clearer picture portrayed of the community. It's not all demonized. There's some of the nicest salt of the earth people there. And it's not all creepy. That's a delicate thing people don't realize. Why do people join in the first place? What do you think I was attracted to? Beating children? No. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, exactly. It has the potential to be that wonderful. But it also has the potential to be that horrible. And it does. Wow. Yeah, I guess that makes so much sense. They're not going to be like, come join our cult. We beat children and we're racist. <laughs> Do you hate kids? Yeah. Come beat the shit out of them with us. <laughs> shit. I guess that's not, yeah, that's totally, they're going to be like, it's all peace and love. And they probably would have parts of that. And there are parts of every religion. There are parts of the Bible that are really good things and really yeah, good lessons and 100%. really good values. And every stuff. religion their core beliefs are the same thing. And yeah, cool. be a good person, be a good person, don't be a bad person. Yeah. And if you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. I, yeah, I do. I do think that issues come into it when they take the Bible or take whatever their book is too, too seriously. Literally. Yeah, too literally. And they take, they believe it for being like what it is, not just a story yeah. to, to give you the values or to give you the lessons. Exactly. And that's what this sounds like. This is a classic case of. But yeah, I hope we did a good job. I think we I think need so. to take this to the next level and definitely go. So. We're definitely going to join the cult. <laughs> As Lauren says all the time, we do anything for you. <laughs> do anything so. for podcasts. Oh my god, Elizabeth Raymond <laughs> in a report. <laughs> Why Raymond? I don't know. Just it's funny the names that come to you straight away, especially like Elizabeth. Like that's kind of old school. I feel like Elizabeth. you'd fit right in with a name like Elizabeth, though. They I feel like I could like pull really... Elizabeth. I'd have to grow my hair out and wear like a really old school white long sleeve long yeah. dress, and I'll like and just play my ukulele. <laughs> ukulele. Yeah, apparently they're like really into violins and stuff like that. They all have like violins. Yeah, so specific. I, I saw so much stuff about. Violins. I played piano in high school. I could bring yeah. that back out. Yeah. I'm picturing myself in a field. And it's really grainy and no one's around me. It's really grainy. <laughs> the air around me is yeah, really grainy. grainy. And I'm playing this piano and my white dress is flowing in the wind. It's like how when you were little you thought that the olden days were like actually Black in sepia tone. Like- oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. Amazing. Yeah, but at least, okay, we can start by going to like one of the um, cafes. cafes yeah, and see if they like ask us. Because obviously the markets isn't quite working. They haven't asked us to join yet. <laughs> So, well, maybe we need to hang out there a little bit more because we have been kind of keeping our distance a bit. Yeah. So we'll do that. We can work on the way we dress. I can yeah. wear that like beige kind of hemp looking dress. Oh, exactly the dress mm. we're talking about. Yeah. We need more hippie vibes. Yeah. Then we're going to go to the cafes and see how long it takes for them to invite us to their gatherings. <laughs> then we have to go to the gathering. We have to. Okay. We'll do it for you guys. Stay tuned. We'll, <laughs> we'll have this done by April. End, oh my end God. of April. End of April. We have to do it. We've got March Madness, Cult April. Cult <laughs> April. <laughs> What else? Apricult. Apricult! <laughs> <laughs> Apricult! Oh. oh my god, hilarious. 
All right. Well, stay tuned, guys. We're going to bring that to you. Hopefully, you found that interesting. It really blew our minds reading all this stuff. It was like and talking- a lot of people as well. When we first mentioned it, everyone was like, "What the hell?" And then they started googling it, and they were like, "They thought that we were making some of this yeah. stuff up." Yeah. Or like, so just, if you yeah. want to fact check, literally, fact all check of these us are now. from like reputable like sites. As yeah. Well. It's not like we're reading this from totally like credible. We Wikipedia. got it from the New Yorker and mm. the Daily Beast and a Current Affair, which I know can and be a bit. SBS and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. All also, if you want to check out their, and their website, own website, yeah, it's this just, is on their own website. It's just 12 tribes at dot org. Dot org yeah. yeah. Check it out, guys. Oh, oh, there starts the rain. The rain has started again. We thought it's getting um, mystical. Yeah. <laughs> getting that eerie vibe set. <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers to another episode. Cheers to another episode. A culty episode. We'll Cheers. see you next week. Rate and review. Rate and review. If you like this episode, Give also, us five stars. If you're part of the cult and you hate us now, do not give us that one star. <laughs> come and see us in person. Yeah, come see, see us in person. <laughs> um, no, but now, I don't know if we've mentioned this. We mentioned it in our stories, but we didn't mention it on the podcast. You can now rate and review on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So go leave us those five stars on Spotify. Yeah, thanks, guys. Highly appreciate it. All right, have a lovely week. Enjoy your Wednesday. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Just every just week I gotta say that. Because when you about. leave someone you go, I love, love you. you. Alright. Alright. See you Cheers. guys. See you enjoy week. this rain that you can probably hear in the background. Yeah, and our drinks. Cheers. Alright, so things have really heated up since we finished recording. Things have escalated in the last few hours. Severely. So we were saying before that it's not as bad here as it is in other places in New South Wales and the flooding hasn't really been that bad and fingers crossed that it doesn't get worse. It got worse. (laughs) It got way worse. It got a lot worse. We've seen videos of cars like floating down streets. It's absolutely insane. I can't leave Lauren and Dad's because I can't get back to mine. Yeah. So Chloe's stranded here. Heaps people are stranded everywhere. My boyfriend got stranded at work. He was worried he was going to have to um, walk home from work. Through the water. Through the water. Yeah. So there's flooding all around our area at the moment. Luckily, the rain has died down now. So it's just a light sprinkle. But I've never seen such hard rain in my life. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Dad's office started flooding. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of flooding here, but we're okay. But in other areas really close to us, it's yeah. like hectic I've seen flooding. heaps of videos of people that I know and there's flooding going all through their house. So. What about at a school near your place? Mm. There was a car literally floating away in the yeah, car park. Yeah, so messed up. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope everyone out there is okay. Um, stay safe, people. Stay safe. Hopefully there's no – because we saw SES walking around our street and they've closed off a bunch of streets near yeah, ours. Yeah, people are just parked in our street. Yeah, par- just parked like one On behind each street, other. Yeah, like, as if in it's a row. Like, yeah, a traffic jam. But yeah. We just didn't want the episode to go, go live and we're like, <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. fine. And literally like the local news is going crazy oh, it's in the insane. last few hours. Um, so really cross those fingers now. Cross those fingers. Two hours later. Yes! <laughs> it got even worse. There's a tsunami. <laughs> Dad's, that's what Dad said. He was like, I'm waiting for the tidal wave to hit. Far out. It's feel like that. On brand for 2022. I know. The last few years have just been like pumping out the uh, good news. Hey? Mm, all but that content. For the oh, so much content. 
No, we're going to be like floating down the street and be like... <laughs> Just have the microphones in hand. Yeah. We're making light of the situation, but we do feel really bad for all the people whose homes are literally getting ruined. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. So um, like we did mention, we're going to have those links and I'm sure you'll be able to donate to people in our area now yeah, too. Yeah, far out. Far out. It's just getting hectic. But anyway, we just wanted to <laughs> come in with that quick update because yeah, things seriously. had really changed since we last spoke. They definitely have. <laughs> Yeah, people have fully been evacuated from their houses. Two of my girlfriends that live in separate places up in Manly have both been evacuated by SES. Yeah, and I just got a message from one of our best friends then being like saying that our suburb has been told to evacuate by 7pm tonight. Oh my god. So I literally just saw that pop up then. So Wish us luck. I know. I think um, our actual house is like all these flood zones in our suburb. And We're just on the border, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are in the flood zone, but our next door neighbours aren't. So hopefully we're, we'll be okay. Yeah. It doesn't get too bad here, but we might still need to evacuate. So Evacuate the dance floor. We don't take anything seriously. <laughs> we're being told to evacuate oh, our house. Oh, my God. Mm, 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 yeah. <laughs> Turn it into a song. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. I know, legit. That's one There's thing too many learned. awful things in the world. I know. And I just have to bring some sort of humor to it because otherwise it gets dark. It does get dark. We have the ability to get real dark. So instead of going real dark, we get real <laughs> light with it, okay? And cheers to that. Cheers to that. Stay dry. We deal with everything with a lot of humor. Yeah, so exactly. hopefully you do too. Yeah, got to laugh through things. That's our little tagline, right? When life gives you lemons, make margaritas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Tanika. Tanika. Cheers. Cheers. Stay dry. Hey!